This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Welcome to Thursday. <laughs> what did you say? It cut out. Welcome to Thursday. Yes, welcome to Thursday's podcast in where we are going to be talking about the Olympics and only the Olympics. And we're here to be disappointed with you, Caps fans. We really are. I think, um, you know, I think true patriots, real patriots, are are pretty upset with our showing. But there's a bit of a silver lining, I'm sure. It was as there is with everything, you know. I mean, I think the women played a really good tournament, um, and the men looked better than previous years. Um, you know, so you're saved from our rants and our raves this this Thursday, and instead, it's 100% Olympics, Olympics, Olympics. Go USA! Even though we didn't win anything, except for a silver medal. Yeah, I mean, we did win something. Right, it's true. Okay, let's pop some tabs and get it going. All right. One, two, three. All right. So, <clears throat> I just want to open this up and say that the men's team, I expected very little out of. So, it was, it was you know, almost um, kind of a coming from a situation of not caring and then they got me to care because of how well they played and they beat Canada. And then just disappointment. So it's been a, quite the roller coaster of a tournament for me, at least emotionally. What about you, Polly? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I was really just hoping for a good showing and then coming out of the group undefeated, winning the majority of the, the elimination game. I, uh, I did get a lot of uh i got high hopes you know what really upsets me is that team usa won all of their morning games and the only games they lost were the ones that we had to stay up till two in the morning for and that really pisses me off (laughs) i think your text to me was i'm going to bed i've lost enough sleep rooting for this fucking team (laughs) yeah well, I said that, and then I put in parentheses, I say, as I know, that they are way more elite athletes than I could ever be. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, all right, so where do you want to start? you want to start with the women or the men? Well, actually, I wanted to ask you a question first. Okay. okay. Would you rather, if you were an Olympic hockey player, uh-huh. would you rather lose the gold medal game and get a silver or win the bronze game and come home with a bronze? Would you rather, because you're not getting a gold either way, so would you rather leave the tournament with a victory or a loss? That's a good question, but i still got to say the silver. Yeah, I think so too. You know, um, I don't know. I Because I, you're still losing the gold. You know, you get the silver, yeah. that's nice, but... And it's good to be able to say I accomplished that. Uh, but, you know, the silver medal hanging up in your dining room uh, or wearing it out to the bar or wearing it out to the grocery store 
or wearing it out all times, which is what I do if I had an Olympic medal, um, yeah. <laughs> is definitely cooler to have a silver than, than anything else. Um, I have seen a gold medal in person and I've worn it. Um, and it's heavy as shit. You feel like a beast and it's just so badass. So pretty cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you, you, you do win, you know, winning that, that semifinal game. It's like, you've won your silver medal there. Right. Know, like, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, you, you lose to get the silver. I mean, you know, you still had to win all those games. You still kind of have your de facto silver medal victory by winning the semifinals. Yeah. And, and playing in a bronze medal game is a lot different from playing in a gold medal game. Yeah, true. You know, so I'd want that. I'd want that experience too. So, so yeah, silver medal for sure. Why did Why do you ask that question? It just popped into my head as the intro was rolling. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. <laughs> uh, um, but let's do the men first. Okay. All right. So, um, as you said, we tear through qualifying, and unlike in the women, where all the group A teams were guaranteed to go into the, um, like qualifying, they all qualified, right? So in group A, but in, in, for the men, um, all of the games really mattered. It was a true round robin tournament to make it into any sort of like sniffing a medal situation. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it was the, the top team from every group and then the best second place team all earned buys the rest of the tournament, so the remaining eight teams had to play basically a play-in game to get to okay. the quarterfinals. Gotcha. Yeah. So what had what and of course there's several teams and whatnot, but what had eventually happened was that the U.S. in the quarterfinals, correct, had to play Slovakia. Now, yeah, you know, for those of you who played like. NHL on on Nintendo 64 Slovakia and Latvia were like the two worst teams on that game uh when it when it came to trying to do an international play it was not the case this time Slovakia had a pretty good squad they did um they got this kid I uh, I didn't put his name down but um you know he's 17 and he was just tearing it up. I think he's the number two prospect and he's someone to watch out for. Uh, he did have a goal against team USA and it was a ripper. And yeah, it was a ripper. And you know, the, you know, like we talked about in last episode, how we really don't mind that the Olympics are this setup. And I, I think it really does even the playing field, taking the NHLers out of it. Um, I mean, while it does kind of suck that, the other countries are only missing a few of their best players where U.S. and Canada and Russia are losing an entire roster. Um, it's still nice to see. You know, I, I, I like the the best minus the NHL. It, it shows a lot more talent that we may not get exposed to. Yeah, and I mean, I think that people would agree that some of the best, like most exciting hockey to watch um, when it comes to international play that happens every year is the World Junior Tournament. Yeah, which sometimes there's an NHLer there, but that's very rare. Yeah, and 
most of these guys who are in the World Junior Tournament are at least going to go to college, play D1, if not are already on radar for the NHL. Um, so this is kind of that, uh, or it's it's a little bit, it's like the next stage because obviously our team was filled primarily with NCAA players. And if you play in the NCAA, you can't play juniors. So, because you're... Well, Canadian juniors. Canadian juniors, right. So, um, pretty interesting. And I mean, I don't think, if you're in college, you're not you're not really, you're probably in co- going into college just like a 19, 20 year old um, from juniors if you're playing hockey at a serious level. Would, would you agree with that? I mean, 18 at least, obviously, because you have to be in college, but. Yeah, I mean, I, um, you know, because of playing American juniors, uh, a college freshman playing hockey could be anywhere from 18 to 22. Right. Or 21. So it's like varsity juniors. Yeah. <laughs> is is kind of what we saw the makeup of the USA team this year. Um but uh so Slovakia had to beat Germany for nothing to get into this matchup here for the quarterfinal. Yeah, and that should have really been a a wake up call to us fans because Germany gave US a really good game. Yeah. And I I think that uh you know at least I did looking at it I thought okay Slovakia I'm sure it'll be a competitive game, but that should be a win. And uh, obviously it was not. I did too, man. I was telling you, man, like I like I said, this was in the phase where I was like super confident and excited for the USA uh, men's hockey team at this point, right? So I was – I'm past my non – not caring as much phase, but I am, I am in the like I'm fully bought in and, you know, USA, USA all the way phase at this point when this game starts – um, and it is, I immediately see that it is not going to be a walk in the park for, for the USA squad. Yeah. You know, Slovakia, they came in, they got the first goal and, um, you know, USA did tie it back up. They were, uh, lucky to not be losing at the, the end of the first period though. Slovakia just came out and smacked them in the mouth. It was, um, you know, after that first period, I kind of was thinking, okay, this is the U.S. we expected. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, you know, not not what, not what, a walk in the park for sure. Like, wow. Um, and then it looks like, you know, in the in the second, the U.S. got a, a goal. Um, and they started to show up, control play a little bit more. But, and, and then at this point, I'm like, okay, all right, I like it. And it's late and I'm kind of like nodding in and out of like consciousness, like around the third period. And I'm like, okay, here we go. This is the, this is the like more, um, tactical and strategic Olympic play that I am used to now. Like, okay, it's not just a fucking gong show. This is good. This is, this favors, I think the USA, uh, who maybe the U S team that we were used to seeing. Right, and the U.S. team that is maybe marginally more skilled than the Slovakian team, as far as like full, you know, if you were to give the overall players score for a team, I would say like USA was like what, like a ninety-three, and like Slovakia was like a ninety. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate, and you know, for the the second and third period. Uh, you know, it really felt like Team USA was 
you know, they were they were being that team that we had seen the the beginning of the tournament. And if they were a 93, you know, they got that, that in-game bonus up to 95. But, you know, Slovakia was able to keep it a one-goal game. And they scored in the final minute, sent it to OT. You know, when they went to OT, Matty Beneers, I mean, he he had some really high-quality chances. Um, I think the Americans may have had a post or two. Yeah. And uh, Rebar, he just – he stood tall. He 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 stole that game, really, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and again, the Slovakian skaters were ready to die for any cause. I mean, you could just tell by this game that they were ready to get it done. I felt like – I felt like Team USA was more like the Caps – in the playoffs in the second round where they're like, Oh, it'll just, it'll just end this way. Like we'll be able to kind of like turtle a bit, you know, uh, absorb some good scoring chances and, and we'll just end it two one. This was not the case. <laughs> no. Yeah. They, they went to a shootout as is international play and they played 10 minute overtime, a three on three. And, uh, after, I, I think they didn't have to go extra. I believe. I think Slovakia won one to nothing or two to one in the the five round shootout, and it was really crazy to me that Matty Beneers did not get a shot, given the fact that he was the one who was creating all the chances. I, I don't know if David Quinn thought, well, he had chances but he didn't convert. I, I don't right. know, but I think it was really foolish to not give Beneers a shot. And, uh, you know, Slovakia got the win, and you could see how much it meant to him. You know, I think when it comes to the Olympics, U.S. and Canada, while they want to win and the passion's there, I think you can see it means a little more to some of these European countries because this is their chance to prove that they can play the, the, the game that the North Americans created. You know, they're on the same level. You know, they're not below them in any way and you know they're in and plus they don't have a lot of them don't have the nhl to look forward to right i think North american players even when they play for their country they still have the thought in the back of their mind of well the stanley cup is the ultimate prize and i think it seems like to the the european players the gold medal is the ultimate prize and it, it just from watching gameplay and reactions it seems to me that there's just a little more uh passion for the gold medal from the europeans where the north americans definitely have more of their focus on the stanley cup i think that's pretty well put man i mean because to exactly to your point like i said i mean you look at that overtime that that goal that sent into overtime and it was a mad scramble in front you know the Slovakians were playing with pure desperation and they they flip it into our goal like on a crazy broken play and just just throwing bodies at the net basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was a garbage cleanup goal like, and that's the one that's going to send you to overtime. And then for the win, I mean, holy shit to to go through a ten minute overtime. I know that I'm pretty sure the Americans didn't score a single shootout goal. Um. So to your point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was one nothing. Yeah, and that's just shitty. Um, and we, like, like I like you said, we let one in, um, but woof. So 
that the end of that game ended the USA dreams of even meddling. Yep, that was uh, that was it. And so we go to the semifinals, and the Russian Olympic Committee beats Sweden in a shootout, and Finland beats Slovakia two to nothing. I was really hoping for a, a Scandinavian gold medal game. That would have been cool. Yeah, no doubt, especially if it was Finland and Sweden. Yeah. There's bad blood between those two nations when it comes to hockey. And I love that they still continue to have their own kind of distinctive styles as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so that led to the – we'll go to the bronze game first. And Sweden, you know, I, I thought that Slovakia's magic had run out by this point, And, you know, it did not. They beat uh, Sweden four to nothing. And it's their first ever Olympic gold or first ever Olympic medal with the bronze. And, in uh, hockey. you know, so congrats to that. Yeah. in hockey. So congrats to them. You know, they didn't even win a medal back when they had guys like Marion Hosa and Chara. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, you say even playing field and whatnot, but I mean this, I didn't see like a considerable drop in, in play. I mean, the speed was there. The, the skill was there. I mean, maybe not as uh, crisp as it could have been. Um, but, you know, you look at that versus the NHL, uh, it's it's a marginal difference, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. It is, um, you know, they're all, they're all out there playing the same game at the same level. And just like in the last Olympics with Germany getting the, the silver – you know, Slovakia getting the, the their first ever medal. It's good to see new teams meddling because, as much as I always want to see Team USA win, I you know especially when they don't, I love seeing the parity and these other teams get rewarded for all the hard work they've been putting in. And you know, speaking of first medals, Finland yeah. gets their first ever gold. They uh, they won two to one over the Russian Olympic Committee in the the habitual bronze medal nation got their first gold it's the first uh non-russian or canadian gold since 06 which was sweden i was looking through the list and pretty much every gold medal get gold medal winner has been some version of russia right canada two us great britain won in the 30s but <laughs> it's you know, I think it hasn't um, – there hasn't been anyone aside from those teams until Sweden, and now it took another, what, uh, 18 or 16 years to get another team besides Russia or Canada to win. So, you know, it's good to see them get the win, and, uh, you know, they'll have a chance now. So they're going to host the world championships in, in Finland in May. And if they win the gold, they'd be only the second team to win both tournaments in the same season. Sweden did that in 2006. Yeah. So that'll be something to watch out for. Um, you know, the world championships may have some NHLers in it. And I guess that'll just depend on who has or hasn't been eliminated from the playoffs. And it'll depend on, you know, what the COVID situation is and who feels comfortable going over, but they'll, uh, it'll be a world championship and Finland will have a chance to, you know, get the, the double crown. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, to your point. I mean, it's awesome to see Finland get it, and it speaks to the parity of and and the growth of the game. I think worldwide, which is you know awesome to see the greatest game in the world be grown. So, I get what you're saying for sure, and you know it's crazy when you look at those like past Olympics because you know you're looking at it and you're saying like oh it's been five tournaments like bro that's two decades i mean guys who yeah. played in that first one like retired like five six seven years ago from hockey you know yeah um so so yeah um and then that's that's why i think the olympics has got so much weight around it is because it's every four years you know i mean it's just so super important to the ultimate stage in which you can represent your nation so congrats to finland um Damn it, USA uh, definitely didn't didn't do themselves and you know I mean any favors I guess um, and kind of shows you that like I think a lot of these like you look at Finland you look at Slovakia those teams both I feel meddled on heart alone <laughs> I mean yeah they they were skilled obviously don't get me wrong but I mean you know you look at that the gold medal was a a two one game and then Slovakia just riding high. Um, a four nothing basically stomping of Sweden um, for the bronze. So, and then ROC is in there kind of just, all right, we'll take the middle. We'll take the silver. Um, yeah. So, you know, all, all good, all good stuff aside from the USA's loss here by the men. Uh, what did you think about the team though? Uh, the USA team, just how they played in the tournament, like as a, as a whole. I think they played well. You know, they were they were, they played fast. They seemed to have some chemistry. I didn't look into it, but I'd be willing to bet that a lot of these guys had played together in World Juniors or for the U.S. development team before yeah. they were 18. But, yeah, they played well together. Um, I mean, they played with a lot of heart. There were guys blocking shots, and, uh, you know, it, it was a good team. I, I think they assembled it well, and hopefully they followed this model moving forward you know fifth place finish is you know really better than we expected true and um you know not uh not looking for moral victories but i we could be we could be much more upset than we are if yeah they, they could have performed much worse and i mean to to beat canada was nice um because you know canada came out and we talked about this last week wanted to be like a heavier, grindier, um, bigger, more physically dominating team where the U.S. at one point went through that already and saw that it didn't fucking work um, with 49-year-old Brian Gianta, ancient out there fucking being the captain. Um, and uh, actually, I think he was only 39. I'm not being fair, but still. Old, old, big, and... Um, grinders that had played at one point in the NHL possibly, or were at one point NHL talent and old, um, you know, the, the departure from that is good for USA hockey. I think it's a step in the right direction, but of course, you know, we want to, we want to see them get better. So there might be still some further shakeups to be done, uh, for team USA on, on the national level. Yeah, but, you know, at least they've got a, a decent formula to follow, I think. Yeah, and, and you know what? If if you uh, subscribe to the thought of, you know, it's not 
just enough that I succeed, but it's it's it needs to be that my enemies fail. Um, Canada didn't do shit either. No medal here. Um, where, how did their tournament end? They lost to Sweden. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah, they didn't do anything really either. Um, and that's, uh, you know, a huge point of national pride. So, haha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, U.S. had a, a better finishing spot than Canada and beat them head to head. So, you know, aside from meddling, that's the best we could ask for. Exactly, exactly. And so what did they end up finishing, what, sixth? Is that how the ranking goes down? Yeah. So, you know, the, the IIHF put out uh, a power rankings, and uh, no surprise, the medalists are the top three, Finland, Russia, Slovakia, Sweden, uh-huh. number four, U.S., five, Canada, six, Denmark, seven, the Swiss wow. are eight, Czech, nine, Germany, ten, Latvia, eleven, and China, twelve. Which, Interesting. Um, the only reason they're ranked 12 is because they're basing it off of a 12-team tournament. They're not that good. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, much disappointment here, USA fans. But, again, an incremental step in the right direction. Of course, we would – since there's four years between Olympics, obviously, expectations should be a bit higher. Um, let's really hope that that is the case uh, moving forward. But – you know, entertaining to watch. We did good stuff. You know, going undefeated and qualifying was huge. Maybe they got a little full of themselves. I don't know what happened, but um, you know, we didn't get blown out by any means by Slovakia, and to be eliminated in that manner has to be a real big swift kick to the balls for all those guys. So, you know, if they get another shot at it in four years, or you know, if anybody who's in the system now is watching that, I'm sure that 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 really grinds your gears yeah for sure and you know uh everybody pay attention to august and then the regularly scheduled world juniors because these next two tournaments for team usa's world junior squad will most likely be a heavy portion of the next olympics yep absolutely all right well we do have to pay the bills here so Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and bet and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and states specific responsible gaming resources void where prohibited minimum five dollar deposit gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in tennessee call or text the tn red line 1-800-889-9789 in connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 8778 hope ny or text hope ny 
four six seven three six nine, also pronounced Hopinny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when it will stop being funny. <laughs> God damn it! All right, all right. <laughs> um, let's move on to the ladies. So the ladies did for the USA did medal of silver. Um, but again, you know, the, the chips were stacked a bit in their favor. They didn't have to go through a true qualifying kind of like the men did, you know, uh, everyone on group a moved on. And that meant that was USA, Canada, Finland, and Sweden, and maybe one more. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Um, I can, and, and, you know, we've talked about this previous like look there's really only two teams in the olympic picture right now for the women uh since the creation of the since the allowment or whatever uh of the sport in the olympics for the women um no other team has won uh, a gold other than canada and the u.s and i think sweden has won a silver once once finland oh in the Olympics or just in international play? In the Olympics. Um, no, I, I think, well... No, it's always been USA Canada. Every yeah. gold medal game. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, so never mind. Um, and while all these other teams are quickly becoming, you know, really good, I mean, look at Japan. Every they've been in, they've been in it for eight years uh, or twelve years and they're they've really caught stride in the past eight. Um, yeah, well, Group A was Canada, U.S., Finland, ROC, and Switzerland. Okay, and so everybody else basically had to play in. Now, take us through the the timeline here, Polly. All right. Well, so, you know, Team USA, they advanced as the number two seed after losing to um, Canada in the in group play. And I forget who they, <clears throat> who they played in the first game. I'm trying to find that right now. Um, Which team? But um, in the Team USA's first qualifying game. Uh, they oh. beat the Czech Republic. Yeah. Or Chechnya. Chechnya. Four to one. Yeah. Yeah. So they beat them. I, I believe we covered that last week. We did. And uh, so then on the 14th, they played Finland, and they did beat them four to one. Um, And, you know, on the other side, Canada ran through uh, Sweden. Swiss. Uh, oh. Yeah. Was it Sweden or Swiss? I believe it was Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, and they they smacked them, and um, so you know U.S. came out and uh, they controlled the game pretty well against Finland, um, but Finland, you know, the the silver medalists in the second to last World Championship almost beat Team USA, but uh, the game winning goal was called off on goaltender interference, and then U.S. beat them in the shootout. You know, so Finland's up there with Team Canada because they had to beat Canada to get there to play team USA. So Finland in the women's game is the next team outside of us and Canada. Um, you know, so they were getting their chances and they were shutting down a lot of team USA's chances. Uh, it, team USA got their first goal when Kayla Barnes got her first Olympic career goal. She is 
a defensive stalwart for Team USA. I mean, she's she's their most dependable and uh, structured defenseman. You know, she she contributes getting points, but this was her first Olympic goal. Nice. And uh, Hillary Knight, she also scored. It was the the game winning goal, the second goal of the game, and that made her third all time among women in U.S. Olympic goal count. And then Barnes again got on the score sheet. Her shot was tipped by Haley Scamara, and Abby Rock added an empty Rook. netter with 11 seconds left. Oh, yeah, Rock. Rook. Sorry. No, I think you're right. I think it's Rock. She scored with 11 seconds left. Um, you know, so the you know, U.S. didn't dominate, but they did have control of the majority of the game. And when Finland did get their chances, aside from once, the U.S. was able to fight them off. And this is really, even though Finland is solidly the third best team in the world, this is the game that fans and I'm sure the players expected out of the U.S. Right. So that takes them to the gold medal game. And, you know, this this one was frustrating. The USA really just, they weren't able to get anything going. You know, it, it didn't help that in the first or second shift of the game, Team USA had a backdoor one-timer tap-in that just kind of fluttered off the stick and hit the post. That would have completely changed the landscape of this game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Canada was able to turn right around and score. But that was called off after Team USA challenged offsides. And as the uh, the commentators pointed out, this would have been a great opportunity for Team USA to get a momentum shift, go down, get a goal after Canada's goal gets called off. But instead, Marie-Philippe Poulin wins the faceoff back, and from the point, Puck comes in, Sarah Nurse tipped it, and uh, they made it one to nothing. And later in the period, Marie-Philippe Poulin picks, off, uh, picks someone's pocket, skates to the middle of the ice, shoots through traffic, two to nothing at the end of the first period. Um, you know, the first period was a whole lot of frustration. Uh, Team USA not able to get it going when they did. Canada's goalie staying tall and U.S. letting up. I mean, they let up three goals. Um, and even though that first goal by Sarah Nurse was a nice – uh, schemed play right off the faceoff. Really, it kind of felt like none of those goals should have happened. Um, it was really just a little bit more of Canada having more focus. It seemed yeah. like, or maybe just a little more hunger. I don't know. And, you know, they called Poulin, who's the captain, right? She's the captain yeah. of the team. They called her just clutch, right? I mean, she hasn't, she didn't, she wasn't dominant this whole entire um, tournament. By any means, actually, Sarah Nurse was, uh, but Poulin, um, I mean, just showed up, you know, when she needed to, and that's a huge to put in Olympic place. It's just a huge boost to go into the locker room with a two nothing lead. Yeah, it really is, and uh, you know, to make things worse, coming into the you know getting to the second period, U.S. trying to get on the board. And Poulin scored, and she sends it from basically the corner. It bounced in off of the goalie's skate into the net. Three to nothing. It really did not look good at this point. <laughs> right. Um, you know, the U.S. hockey goat, Hillary Knight, did get on the board. She came down on a shorthanded play. It was nice. She 
she shot and one was a save that came back to her then she shot and it hit the defenseman and it came back to her and then she finished it so i mean this all happened you know bang 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 and uh it was just it was a, a good skill play she had focus on it and that definitely got team usa's hopes up a little bit you know still down by two goals but i, I feel like three to one hurts a lot less than two to nothing. Cause at least, you know, you've been on the board. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they, they go into the period three to one. And at this and, point, up to this point, it looked like the USA bench was pretty fucking dejected. I mean, you had heads down, you know, kind of that wide eyed, like shocked look like, Holy fuck. We're fucking, we're shit in the bed right now. Like the, the that look that 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 athletes give when things are not going their way like but it wasn't like a anger it was like shock more you know yeah i mean it 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 had the feel um you know that look that they gave it felt the same way as a fan of like you know that you're as good as this team but you're just not making things happen the same way they are right right no doubt and, you know, U.S. put the pressure on, and they finally did score a second goal. But that was uh, Amanda Kessel with 12 seconds left, and it was a little too late. And they couldn't couldn't get anything to happen in that final 12 seconds. I was hoping for some magic there. And then Team Canada won, and I believe that's four out of six Olympic gold medals have gone to Team Canada. You know, they, they had their chances, and uh, it could have been some real game-changing plays, like I said, in the, the first shift. And, you know, Canada capitalized on their chances, and Team USA didn't. And that was the difference in this 3-2 to two matchup between Titans and the gold medal game. Yeah, and, you know, unlike the, the team build for the USA men's, I felt like the USA women were way more reliant on like the deep cycle, getting it low, grinding out a little bit and then funneling pucks towards the net. Um, whereas Canada had no fear about getting creative and taking the middle and using what I thought they had a bit of a better passing game. Um, and they had a couple higher tier finishers on their team. Um, there was that one young one, uh, Ferrier, I want to say, had a couple of big goals. Sarah Nurse was just a pest, you know, in all parts of the ice, um, especially in those soft spots. She has a good knack for uh, for getting into open space and getting shots on net. Um, and yeah, I mean, like you look back and you're like, oh, posts, things like that. That that sucks. Canada's goalie stood on her head. Um, had a had, you know, but we weren't penetrating the middle as much as we should have, even though we may have controlled the puck uh, just as much, if not a little bit more than the Canadians. And that was definitely the case in, um, in the first prelim uh, game against Canada, where we shot, we put 53 shots on that and still couldn't win. Yeah. I mean, I think a a big part of this is um, Canada's goaltender was just stellar. Yeah. You know, in, in the whole tournament and especially against Team USA games. And uh, I think they definitely need to rethink their game plan heading into the World Championships this August. Like I mentioned on uh, on Monday's episode that 
This is the first time they'll have a women's world championship for the top tier the same year as an Olympics. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what roster changes are made, who is or isn't brought back, what what game plan changes there are. And uh, that'll, that'll be August 26th through September 4th. That's in Denmark. And, you know, the last two big tournaments have been Canada beating U.S. in the gold medal game. So I'd sure hope that they're hungry for uh, hungry for a chance at revenge. And I'll also be interested to see if they go back to some of the players who have been on the roster you know, from the last Olympics and some of the world championship players who weren't included. You know, maybe they'll try to bring back some veteran experience for this next tournament. You know, like uh, Callie Flanagan, she's still playing. She was a gold medalist. She's playing for Boston in the PHF. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, quite a few studs from the the gold medal team have retired, like um, Megan Dugan and the Lamaru twins. Right. But there there are some some experienced players that were left off from the Olympics that that'd be something to watch and see if they're going to be on the roster come August. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you gotta, like, as this, as the core ages and people move on, you really have to find new talent and develop them. So, uh, I think that Canada's done a good job of that, uh, especially in the women's side and it showed so brutal, heartbreaking. I think that, you know, what they were saying, I thought I heard the announcer say that like none of these games has ever been decided by more than one goal. Yeah. I mean, that's. It just goes to show you that there's really, even though Canada's got more wins, they're right there with each other. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, so Finland did win the bronze, which is no surprise because they're clearly the the third best team. And there were a few um, records broken here. Uh, Sarah Nurse. She scored the most points in a single Olympic tournament with 18. She broke wow. Haley Wittgenhauser's 17-point record. That's crazy. And uh, Sarah Nurse is also the first black woman to win a women's gold medal in hockey. Yeah, it's Darnell Nurse's cousin for the Oilers, so must run in the family. <laughs> yeah, they also have a cousin. I was reading in an article, um, played women's basketball at UConn. So wow. got a pretty, pretty deep athletic family there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Marie-Philippe Poulin, she's the only person, men's and women's, to have scored a goal in four Olympic gold medal games. And Hillary Knight, she, with the gold medal game, has now skated the most ever Olympic games for U.S. women with 22. She's second in all-time scoring with 27 points. She's five behind the leader, Jenny Jenny Potter. And she's third in goals three behind the record of 14. She's got 11 and she's second in career assists with 15. So if they bring her back four years from now, I mean, she'll be 36. So, I mean, still will be young enough to compete. I mean, I don't think that'd be the oldest that they've had for team USA women. Right. Um, And uh, you know, as long as she keeps playing and working out, I don't see why she couldn't. So, um, you know, like you said, the core is aging. So maybe, maybe only her and Kendall Coyne Schofield, maybe, you know, it'd be very limited bringing back because they're getting older. 
but uh, you know, right now she's she's got the most ever IIHF World Championship goals, and she's you know two and three on American Olympic records. So she's definitely uh, Team USA's of Edgekin, I'd say. Yeah, and I mean she's she's a uh, she's got a big frame. She's a a you know size wise, she's one of the bigger players out there. Um, so definitely if you're looking to bring back some, some meat then you know, stack the lineup a little bit with, with some size, I, I think she's a no brainer. I think she's almost a no brainer. Even if she's playing third line minutes, just to give her a shot at, uh, some records to be completely honest. Um, considering she's done what three or four now, three. Uh, yeah, this was her, her third, I believe. Yeah. So we'll see how it, how it shakes up in four years. But, um, I mean, you know, something that I was really impressed about with the entire women's tournament. And, you know, we talked a little bit about how Japan won some games this year, you know, a couple and didn't they, did they beat, who did, who did they beat that was like good in, in prelims? Uh, it wasn't Canada, was it? Japan beat China and Sweden. Okay, it was Sweden. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think Sweden had a bit of a down year on the on the women's side for sure. But uh, yeah, that's still a major accomplishment. But I was super impressed with the uh, physicality and the speed at which the women were playing. I feel like every Olympics it gets faster. Um, and this one, it got a lot more um, physical as well. You know, the Canadian team... They're kind of a bit of bullies. They're you know they they go out and they're one of the most heavily penalized. They're by far the heavily, heaviest penalized team in the tournament uh, on the women's side, and you know they just played with that swagger. So, uh, and these weren't you know some of them were like pretty egregious calls. I mean, I saw when they played the Swiss early on, one of the Swiss players just basically like crunched somebody's head into the boards. It was crazy. Um, there was scuffles and after the whistle kind of antics that you would see in a, you know, any college and or high school game for if it was the men. Um, and, you know, some pretty big interference calls and things like that, you know, <laughs> it was definitely, uh, I thought the more entertaining of the two tournaments. Yeah, I agree. It was, um, and just real quick, this actually was Hillary Knight's fourth Olympic appearance. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, when when you talk Olympic hockey, I'm I'm most looking forward to the women's game. Absolutely, yeah, and um, and again, you know, it's it's they're shoe in for the gold medal round or t- uh, game, so you know, you hope that the U.S. can continue this momentum into the next Olympics and you know maybe get some payback in the tournaments that happen in between, maybe grab some golds away from, from Canada there. But man, Canada did look really good. Yeah, they did. We got a lot of work to do before August. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so what's your, uh, any, any final words about the tournaments, either of them or the Olympics in general? Um, well, I think it was, a both women or both hockey tournaments, were both very entertaining. I, I enjoyed watching them. Um, and uh, I haven't watched much of the rest of the Olympics, to be honest. 
but uh, I enjoyed what I did watch, and I'm excited for four years from now. Yeah, I was uh, watching a lot of the sliding. Skeleton, Luge, Bobsled, those are all cool. They also had Mono Sled for the first time, which is just one person hopping in, like pushing the sled and then hopping in. So they're the brakes and the steering. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, So that was pretty cool. Uh, And to go 80 miles an hour down an ice-filled cavern uh, is pretty intense. So I always like to watch that. I wasn't yeah. much into curling this year when when I and when I know that was like a really hot thing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I didn't really watch much of it myself. Um, um, and speaking of women's hockey, actually, uh, the PWHPA will be going to DC for a showcase in March. Nice. So check them out, Caps fans. Where are they going to be playing? You know, is it going to be in Capital I, One? I believe it's at Capital One. Cool. So grab up tickets, Google it, check it out. Um, we'd love to hear what you thought of it if you went. Yeah, we'll be covering it. Yeah. All right. Well, a little disappointing, this this Olympics, and, you know, we're used to it as being, being Caps fans, right? So head up, Buttercup. <laughs> it's only four more years. All right. Until we can get retribution. So, you know. Hopefully we're still alive and doing a podcast then. Probably not though. Yeah. <laughs> Unlikely. Right. Who knows? Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Captions, we hope you enjoyed this Olympic coverage. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, if you like the podcast, find a place that you can rate us and give us five stars only. Five stars only. And until Monday next week, Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>